0: Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Oh yeah, today is February the 26th. 2021 strong hand long term thing bitcoin is the next bitcoin don't FOMO on altcoins i'm offended by selling one day closer to returning to a one trillion dollar market cap oh wow what a wild uh week it's been well compared to last week uh we got john in the house we got kyle in the house we got btc dragon lord in the house they are all linked to below kyle kempler john Vallis, you know them all. They're all, all returnees. So the – the uh, actually started with the Tether FUD uh, going away. Well, well maybe. Uh, Tether was found uh, – they had a settlement with the New York Attorney General. But uh, at, at that point on Monday, the, the price of Bitcoin started going uh, down the, the tubes. I mean it had reached an all-time high on the weekend, 58,000. And all of a sudden, everybody's mood changed. All these newbies that are trading on freaking um, – uh, what, what, what's, what's that platform called uh, where all, all the noobs uh, trade uh, the uh, game stock uh, whatever that the is, robin, so the hood. robin hood all the robin hood guys started selling all the corporations kept buying so i mean we got down into the 40s into wherever we are right now down into the 40s can you imagine that what a world so john what's what's going on uh we're going to start it off real simple for you fiat freaks out there. We're just going to rip this off our chats and just talk about the price real quick. And then we're going to get into like, where you got to use your head real nicely. So John, what is up with the price and what's up with this week in Bitcoin? <clears throat> well, as we all know, the only number I care about
1: is the nominal number of BTC that I have and not ex- ex- exchange value in fiat. However, it's fun to watch these, these charts play out and, uh, and unfold. Um, I think there's a couple ways you could look at this. Pretty simply, um, there's been a lot of buying since last fall. Maybe we're taking a breather. A lot of a lot of hot money came in from both retail and institutional side. I think the retail tends to be weaker hands, and so maybe something in the ether, tether, fud, taking profits, whatever, has uh, caused them to sell. But you know, there there seems to be so many headwinds. There's so much institutional demand coming online. It's it's challenging for me to think that we go very low or for very long. And, you know, the, the same sort of dynamic is playing out in my mind that has always played out. Like, let's say we're in mid 2020 or mid 2019. Like the thing that I ask myself is like, how is it staying down? Like, how, how is the price staying down? So on the flip side of that, you know, I think I ha- we have to sometimes, and, and not being able to understand or comprehend why the price wasn't going up in those periods, I think it's almost the reverse now. It's like I can't see a reason why, you know, the price would be down deep or long. But that's the nature of markets. You know, screwy things happen and we don't have all the information about why why things do what they do. But I just see it as opportunity, man. I, I, I hate price appreciation. I, I want to stack as much as possible for as long as possible. So I'm happy to see the price go uh, pretty much as low as possible.
0: <laughs> all right. I, I want to remind everyone, six million noobs have bought coins on Robinhood crypto already in 2021. Wow. Re- retail users have flocked to cryptocurrencies in 2021 with Robinhood reporting an increase in new monthly crypto traders of 15 times last year's average. Okay, so we had we had people that uh, I mean if and the GameStop the GameStop thing, we could talk about that too. It ramped up again this week. I, I don't think it's coincidence. All right, so uh, Dra- Dragon Lord, what's your your take on uh, what's what's going on with the uh, price? I mean, no one should be disappointed. It, it's just so weird how people's uh, uh they they can become disappointed when it drops to the forties. I, I don't get it, man. Come on, dudes, we're one day closer, one day closer to returning to the trillion dollar market cap. What's what's going on with you, Dragon Lord?
2: paper hands going on with people i don't know institutions selling someone's taking profit maybe someone will create the next what is that like Robinhood. i don't know people buy on robin hood they don't buy bitcoin they're just buying some weird IOUs. you don't even know if you're buying bitcoin there or not because you know you don't you don't know about it you know
0: uh, <clears throat> i did want to say one thing before i don't think it's the institutions that are selling it's that the weak hands are selling. The institutions are buying, and they're going to be crying. These freaking uh, weak hands and uh, complaining about the institutions. You so, sure? Uh, there are no, There are. No, there was an article out there. and I didn't link to it.
2: Uh, yeah, it, like it was, last uh, time, the company was there that sell sold like I don't know, like three hundred fifty bitcoins just because someone said that. that oh, shit, There was a, a double spend on the network, so they quickly went and said, "Oh, we're going to sell that money." Like, okay, so they they took profit, and then apparently they are out yeah, I mean, they're stupid, so
0: <laughs> there was some analysis that it appeared that as the price was going down, there were still some big buys being made, which they assumed to be institutions. but you're you're right to bring up that example. There's uh, always
2: question. big buys going out. So if you take a look at the amount that's being sold, so if you go on a Bitcoin ID or I think which was the other one, uh, you can see the order book on it. So when they sell, for example, they sell like 500 Bitcoins or 1,200 Bitcoin, with, I don't even know. But basically the, the buy, buying side is much more larger than the sa- selling side. So we only need like 200 Bitcoin to get back to like 55,000 or something like that. So that's, that's nothing. It's like is selling. There's barely anybody who's selling. They just, you know, they're just giving it away to the plebs. And the much more they're selling, the more people are getting getting Bitcoin basically. And that's the point. Is when you when one person have 200 Bitcoin and they sell on exchange, that money gets redistributed around among people who are small buyers, small retail buyers on exchanges like like Bitstamp or Kraken or anything else. And, you know they're gonna start withdrawing that money from these exchanges and they're gonna keep decreasing the bitcoin liquidity on these exchanges and with that you know the price is gonna keep going up that way
0: all right all right you know we we're we're we're, we're tossing darts out there on, on what is exactly happening i'm i bring this up i bring up the price just to keep the hands strong out there that's that's all i'm trying to do uh kyle do you have any thoughts on the price uh and uh that it's it's dropped and people are worried kyle do you hear me
2: did we lose kyle
0: no did do you guys hear me i just want to make sure i can hear you all right so we might have uh we might have a a kyle issue there or unmute yourself kyle All right. Kyle is unmuted. All right. We'll get we'll we'll get we'll get back to Kyle in a second here. All right, there is there's news out there besides uh you you fiat freaks and theorizing on what the heck's going on out there. And you know, we had some issues. there was uh the, the United States uh had a little bombing in the Middle East. Uh, that that can uh, freak uh, people out, there,
2: there, there's a,
0: thing, thing, things happen, you know, it, uh, over the long run, the price goes up. All right. So Bitcoin is uncensorable. This is something that I love about Bitcoin and something I really want to bring up this story, which, which is linked to below. Um, and it is going to be the only way as people get canceled from the traditional economic rails. Um, this is going to be, uh, they're going to wake up to Bitcoin like this dude did. Uh, Stop the steel organizer hosting clubhouse sessions about Bitcoin. Ali Alexander has been banned from Twitter and PayPal, but not by clubhouse and Bitcoin. When asked what his future plans are, Alexander replied, I only want to talk about Bitcoin and my future plan is to get more Bitcoin. All right. Well, pound that like button for your future plan there. Ali Alexander. I I, I think that's good. Um, It's unfortunate you had to find out about Bitcoin this way. Uh, This dude was involved in uh, planning that rally that was in DC on uh, January 6th. So a lot of people out there are going to be like, why are you talking about this guy? He's a troublemaker. He's lied. He's done this. That's the thing. That's the thing. Even he, no matter what you think about him, can use Bitcoin and is using Bitcoin. And there's so many people out there that said, there's no there's no use case for Bitcoin. There's no reason to use it. Who, who's going to want to use it? I mean, this is the type of person, the, the unmentionables, the unwanted, uh, whatever Hillary Clinton uh, called them that one time. So, uh, John, uh, since I don't know if, if Kyle, yeah, Kyle dropped off there. Uh, John, what do you think about the, this story and the uncensorable aspects of
1: Bitcoin? Well, full disclosure, I don't don't know anything about this guy's particular case or what's been alleged about him or any of that. But I guess from reading the article that you you sent, I understand that the the social media and the banking platforms have done what they've been doing for a while now, which is, as you said, you know, canceling, kicking off the platform of people that they disagree with or the unmentionables or people that are not politically correct or people that are against the, the dominant narrative. And this has always been one of Bitcoin's value propositions, and it's been part of the reason why it may, maybe it's been tainted from the get-go in the mainstream of people calling it like a you know black market, nefarious purposes sort of money. But this was the case with WikiLeaks, right? And this has been the case with a lot of people that were relegated, you know, were pushed effectively out of the system, and you know had to find a way to fund themselves and to maintain their livelihoods and you know to not be completely cut off from society and bitcoin is you know a tremendous way to do that because it can't be censored because there's no intermediary because nobody can cut you off from it and it's it's you know it's almost poetic that the current decay of our society is such that it's actually pushing people into that option which is ultimately better for themselves you know, we stay in this de- de- decaying, highly controlled social dynamic and social media environment because we haven't pissed off, you know, we haven't said the wrong things yet, or we haven't sufficiently gone against the grain. And so we're comfortable to stay and hang out. And I know we're all susceptible to that. And, you know, like Mastodon is great, but it's not the same feel as like mixing it up on Twitter with, you know, in normie land and stuff. So I get why people stay, but ultimately that's where we should want to go. And so the people that are getting kicked out of this landscape, I know it hurts and I know it affects income and livelihood and social life and all that, but like they're being kicked into the realm of freedom and that's what Bitcoin represents. And that's what we should all ultimately, where we should all ultimately want to get to or use the pressure of, of that other realm to convert, you know, the existing decaying one into something more akin to, to the Bitcoin realm and having more freedom and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, this is why this is why Bitcoin is here. This is one of the valuable use cases of Bitcoin. And I'm, I'm uh, despite what anybody does, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would do things that I'm personally against, you know, that aren't in line with my values and principles. But I'm glad that they have a, a non political means of maintaining their livelihood and 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 saving their money. And doing what they want with uh, you know, their savings, their money and their life. It's it's not for me to judge. And uh, there's just a lot of imposition of values and judgment going on in in society today, both politically and media and technology, and you know, thank God for Bitcoin.
0: Uh yes, there is a lot of uh judgment uh being cast down upon people in terms of what they think, and you can't think certain things anymore. And more and more people they, they think it can't happen to them. It will happen to them. And that is, I, I think this is going to be in this year. That's why a lot of people are going to discover Bitcoin. All right, Kyle, can you hear us now? All right, un- unmute yourself, though. Yeah, now I can, can hear you loud and clear. How about me? Sorry about that. Adam. Uh, all right, g- give us your take on uh, uncensorable aspects of Bitcoin. Uh, that it, it, if this is the year people are going to discover it. Uh, because so many people are being canceled and whatnot and if you, you have know, any think, if you have any like, experience with that just like the
3: whole just the whole life cycle of bitcoin you know back in the day when wikileaks you know started using bitcoin because of censorship and you know now we're seeing more and more censorship and the num the audience is just growing and growing so people are realizing that you know what bitcoin is a very useful solution to enable us to engage in financial commerce and transactions. I'm not sure about is my audio okay here? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Here? You're
0: good. You're good.
3: Yeah. So I just feel like you know it's 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 the continued awakening of people towards this unbelievable technology that is Bitcoin. And, you know, this is a marathon and not a sprint, and it's one step at a time, one wallet at a time. The fact that there's six million new users on Robinhood being declared, I think, is a testament to the fact that there's, you know, we're probably going to see 100 to 200 million new users in crypto this year. And there's a lot of interest coming. It's still very early. And as people who have been in this a while, you know, it's our, you know, let's let's operate with honor and not try and, uh, you know, hurt these people too alert or expose people to too much risk. And, you know, that's been one of my kind of, you know, driving passions is helping people get in safely.
0: Now, the the Robinhood people, unfortunately, uh, if they do something wrong in life, uh, they will be canceled by Robinhood because they're keeping their... First first of all, you can't get your Bitcoin off of Robinhood. Now, I, I think it's a positive we have all these people interested in Bitcoin. But in terms of the uncensorable, unconfiscatable aspects of Bitcoin, if you're on Robinhood, you're not going to be able to enjoy uh, the, the, those aspects of, bit, of Bitcoin very much. But hopefully- no, they are can- using Bitcoin
3: for one small purpose, and that is only to try and make money. You're viewing it completely as a speculative instrument like a traditional stock or bond. It's not you're not understanding at all the value of it as a transaction network, as a currency, as a store of value, long-term, as a sovereign store of value. And that's why like, you know, there's just so much to the Bitcoin equation in terms of knowledge and the, the need for education, I mean, it's constant, but many people are still believe it's okay just to have a ledger, you know, to have a, to have a ledger, even, you know, your keys, your coins mentality, but have a ledger, but and just put it away and never use it. Um, you know, I truly believe that, you know, you say never sell, but I mean, I feel like we should be exchanging this. We should be using it. Um, otherwise, you know, it becomes what just collectible
0: offended by selling but i will say this of course these people who get painted into this horrible economic corner they will be using it um i mean the only way this ali alexander could be supported now it's so people are sending him yeah i don't like spending it on coffee and whatnot at, at this point um but if you are a, a desperado out there where you can't have make an income anymore or the you've been kicked off by every platform yeah you, you you're gonna um it's going to be very valuable in, uh, in generating income for you uh, in, your, uh, in your fundraising efforts. Now, I want to, I want to say real quick here, and, and this is why I bring up Ali Alexander. Roman Q says, someone in Iran can instantly send value to a North Korean and no one can stop them. And this is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It, it is. But like if you say that to a normie, you're not going to get a very good reaction a- a- out of them at all. And it's the same thing when you talk about this Stop the Steal event. Uh, Like, yeah, there were some of the dudes that were involved. They were sent Bitcoin and that you can't stop it because you think it's disgusting is awesome. That's a very valuable uh, commodity there, what what Bitcoin is. All right, we'll we'll talk about uh, uh, an unmentionable person here. Uh, BTC uh, Dragon Lord, you're an unmentionable. What, what do you think about this? Uh, I, I sent you the article about the uh, the Ali Alexander guy. Do you have any thoughts on the uh, un, uh, uncensorable aspects?
2: Yeah, so I I'm pretty sure that Ali figured out that he lost and that the commies are winning. So he turned in his desperation towards you know seeing a way out of his situation, and he kind of discovered Bitcoin. And, you know, when he figured out this is something that nobody can stop and you can use as a weapon, he probably figured out that maybe if he puts his entire focus into it, within a few years its value appreciates, he could use it to change the United States as it is right now today. And nobody will be able to stop him because, you know, if you have like 1,000 or 2,000 Bitcoins, then... You you are like you're sitting on fucking VMDS and you can use it against whoever you want to, or you can use it for good reasons. I mean, good good means also. It doesn't. It's a double-edged sword because it can be a weapon or a tool to change society for the better. But it depends what kind of political views you're representing. So it, uh, it's really 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 like a philosophical question also. So yeah.
0: And and you bring up uh, communism. Uh, if those dudes were smart. Uh, who, they should get into. We can't stop them either. No one can. No one can stop anyone from from getting into Bitcoin and funding your yeah, organizations. But,
2: but this is like a problem with you know with leftism is that you know they they rely more on socialist and communist ideology from Marxism, and the whole thing with Bitcoin is that Bitcoin completely uh, obsoletes these systems. So they are unable to function within a Bitcoin system because even within communism, you uh, know, the problem is that. If the communists would start using Bitcoin, they wouldn't be able to mint bitcoins for the communists. They would keep spreading the coins and they wouldn't have enough value that they can put into their Bitcoin. So this way, you know, people who live in big cities, they would have to move out into the farmlands to produce something in order to create value. But you know, you it, it wouldn't function for them at all this way.
0: Interesting. Interesting to take it to that level. I, I, I when I think about communists buying a uh, Bitcoin, I just think of them being hypocritical and just uh yeah. Know, exactly. Living, living, living behind the scene. I mean, but we, they, they can't be stopped. They can't be that. That is something you can't stop North Koreans from buying it. You can't stop any authoritarian from buying it. And I think that's and to send it to anyone uh, if they control their private key. So they're, they're all there's still so, you know, with, with what has happened this week in terms of the, the price crash, we've got our, our Peter Schiff's of the world saying it has no value, etc. You know, I'm just putting the reasons why it, it, it does have a. Uh, value out there all right um so let's uh john i i got i have well i've got two canadians on here today john and and, and kyle and one of the reasons i I did that was because of the uh canadian bitcoin etf now let me read you something about this canadian bitcoin etf because finally canada has allowed something that the united states has not canada is doing something better than the united states in terms of regulation because i sure wouldn't want to be in canada right now in terms of other current events that are taking place i i enjoy being here in florida where i can you know do you know just like it was uh, the old the olden days there is no new normal here but in canada unfortunately there is but look let, let's 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 go the uh the, the exact quote that i cannot find about this uh canadian etf where is it okay the canadian bitcoin etf now holds more than ten thousand Bitcoin. Wow, that was fast. So, John, what is, what's up with this Canadian ETF? Give us a summary, and then we'll give, a, give you some feedback on it.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's been in the works for a while. We've had a couple of the trusts here, like Grayscale. We have um, QBTC and, and Galaxy, and there's another one, I believe. Um, but this thing started thir- Wednesday, Thursday, last week. Um, and I think it's got nearly a billion dollars in funds uh, under management now. And I believe that the largest ETF in Canada has 8 billion. So it's been off to a crazy, crazy fast start. There's been a ton of inflows. It seems like there's some outflows coming from the closed end funds because there's, <clears throat> there's pretty steep discounts on like QBTC right now. You can get it for like, is that like a minus 8% discount. So, uh, and there's two, there's a purpose one, the purpose ETF, and there's Evolve ETF. And I believe there's a few more coming down the pike and, and now the game is to compete and I believe they'll be competing on management fees and brand, you know, and obviously first to market has a huge advantage. But what I think is so encouraging about this and not unexpected is it just shows how much pent up the demand there is to get exposure to this. But so many institutions and individuals were not comfortable with, you know, the means up till now to get into this space. They were waiting for an ETF. The ETF is a stamp of approval. It, it, you know, it's credibility. It's something that, that fund managers and institutions are familiar with. Uh, and though I disagree with paper exposure to Bitcoin, or I should say I, I, I don't believe it's the best method of gaining exposure or buying Bitcoin, You know, obviously for a large cohort or a large demographic, it's probably going to be the only way they get exposure. And uh, it seems like ne- the floodgates are kind of open and there's just a ton of people. That want that want exposure to this, and the ETFs are a a cheap, efficient, and familiar vehicle for them to do that. And I I, I don't think it'll be long before you know a Bitcoin ETF
0: is the largest ETF in Canada. All right. Now, with that said, will will this, why did Canada do it before the United States? And will is this going to trigger the United States?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, once once people see how much money is coming into this, you know, money talks, right? And I mean, you look at the size of Grayscale already, it's, it's enormous. Um, but I think the same imp- the same effect will happen in the U.S. And like people here have been saying, I spoke to Greg Foss, who was instrumental in the closed, uh, getting one of the closed end funds open here. And he said, typically, um, what happens here in the U.S., it's about 8 to 10x. So let's say, you know, that this one in Canada did close to a billion in their first week. So That means close to 10 billion in the first week for an American ETF. I mean, if those numbers are even close to being accurate predictions, then there's going to be a lot of incentive and will but on the part of the institutions and probably even how they grease the wheels of the regulators to get this thing through because there's just too much money at stake. And that's the beautiful game theory of Bitcoin playing out on another level. It's just like you, you you can't deny it and greed is pulling on the strings of everybody. And so I think, you know, for once, maybe Canada is blazing the trail and I think the
0: U.S. will, will follow shortly behind. All right, I, I I just want to put it out there too. I'm not down with paper, uh, paper Bitcoin, whatever oh, you want to course, call of this. Course.
2: Of course, uh,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> but there clearly are a lot of people that if Canada, if they're doing this in Canada, with that much money flowing in. I, I would like to see uh, what, what happens. And it, it's weird the GBTC fund, Barry Silber's fund that you you, you mentioned, Grayscale. Uh, it the, the price has gone down. As if people are expecting there to be uh, Bitcoin ETFs to take its place in America. And the odd thing also is, and I don't, I don't know if I even want to bring this up, but yeah, he he's inter- Barry Silver is interested in creating uh, more funds with more altcoins. Um, <laughs> so, uh, hey, man, he, he can do what he wants to do. Kyle, uh, you're, as a Canadian, do you have any thoughts on the uh, Canadian ETF?
3: Uh, yeah, I do. Um... So I mean I had been speaking with the with some people from the uh, the Canadian Pension Plan, which is a, you know a large pension fund that has about three hundred million or four hundred sorry four hundred billion of assets under ma- management. And you know in trying to encourage them to buy Bitcoin and giving them some formulas and calculations for how much they should acquire. And they were it was interesting. this was a couple of years ago. They would come back. I was you know not interested. Uh, there's too much reputational risk in getting Bitcoin and getting into Bitcoin. They, they weren't they weren't actually looking at, at it from a like a strategic opportunity or de-risking approach towards assuring the long-term value of the Canadian pension system. They were worried about their reputational risk. So I feel that with uh, an ETF coming on on board. There are much larger chance or that reputational risk has just dropped significantly. And I think that also is in, is in, uh, plays true for the general kind of investing market, who is made up of a lot of advisors who just don't even understand how, like, you know, a crypto exchange or wallets work, so that this has now come across makes it easy for them. Now, you know, the big question will be what will when or who will be the first ETF that gets hacked and loses all of the Bitcoin that it allegedly has? Uh, you know, what type of transparency will there be into proof of reserves on these uh, ETFs so that they're not just necessarily trusting in a Hood type, um, <clears throat> you know, custodial setup? So those are some of the kind of the interesting um, you know, things to consider. But in general, I mean, good for Canada. I know there has been a lot of players within the Canadian market space who have been trying to, you know, get this through. And for Canada to beat the States, as you say, you know, that's, uh, I guess, a small win for the nation. Hooray.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's a rare occurrence. Let, let, let's, uh, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's put it that that's way. It's for playing
3: it's like, hockey.
0: yeah, yeah it's it's a rare occurrence all right uh we'll, we'll, we'll ask a btc dragon lord uh you're you're not in america or canada or north america or anything and you're not you're not a fan of uh <laughs> things that aren't bitcoin to say the least but i'll, I'll let you speak on this
2: <laughs> i really got no comment on the canadian etf so yeah that's it i'll leave it there
0: okay good 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 was, I, I thought you were gonna rip it because you're getting a chance to rip on uh corporate Bitcoin with when we, when we bring up uh, Coinbase. Uh, so a short- question
3: for you, what do you, what do you think about the, the introduction of like multi, multi currency and multi coin ETFs and additional products, you know, that, that are straying away from hard Bitcoin line. To, 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 uh, multi like altcoin ETFs. Like an, like Bitcoin a, a, ETF. a, crypto index fund, a spider fund an eat an eat an ETC fund. But that's, it? Again, I have no
0: I have I have no problem no problem at all with guys like Barry silver making up these altcoin funds whatever you want to call them I was people want to diversify for the sake of diversification it you were bringing up uh, what adds legitimacy to uh, to Bitcoin uh because you know we were talking about before Ali Alexander and all these people that have uh, are obviously unmentionables they have a real use case for Bitcoin I mean they they need it but when uh, when traditional finance people read about that that that's scary to them so traditional finance people are used to diversification for the sake of diversification so when they hear about hey you you can get more than just a Bitcoin ETF or a Bitcoin fund you can get a Litecoin fund now or an ethereum classic fund or whatever that actually makes them feel good <laughs> now that doesn't make uh, and you know, if they want to gamble on that stuff, that's 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 their right. So I have I have no problem with the uh, the altcoins being financialized and um, you know pe- people. I always talk about uh, you know Coinbase is going to be a, a Bitcoin bank. Well, it's also going to be an altcoin bank, uh, and and they're clearly well on their way to doing that. Uh, so I, I have no problem. I I just tell people the straight up truth that Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. I've seen all these altcoins come and go. There is no point to diversify for the sake of diversification. But I can scream that from the rooftops. Traditionally, that's what people do. They want there to be another Bitcoin. They want to diversify. They feel more comfortable that this is their world outlook. So it's, it's expected. And I, I have no, I believe in compete. Don't complain. Uh, I'm not going to be one of the people trying to cancel out the the Litecoin uh etf or or whatever might come one day and if there's a litecoin etf you you have to assume by that point that bitcoin is like going wild how about that so that's another positive spin uh for everyone but let's uh since i i i I threw out coinbase on there uh coinbase is getting closer to going public and this is going to be like so big for bitcoin and for i guess cryptocurrency you can say um, it's good. it's, it, it's it, it. will add some legitimacy to Bitcoin. Not that we not that we need legitimacy at, at, from the normies. We, 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 Bitcoin doesn't need that. But clearly, this this Coinbase thing. Uh, they they released some information and you know the, the factors that could hurt uh, Bitcoin. They had the they, they 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 reveal all of this information. It was very interesting. They said you know how about if Satoshi came back that could uh, drop the price. They, they gave reasons why the price could drop its a, it, it, it's, it's linked to below but we're getting closer is what the point is and it, it's uh, and how wealthy some of these guys are going to become some of the, the shareholders in Bitcoin Brian Armstrong is already making a lot of money but uh, once this goes public he he's going to be a billionaire I, I believe so um, since, since Kyle you just asked me a question do, do you have any thoughts on the coinbase situation?
3: I think dude is already a billionaire. <laughs> and, I think, um, and, I, and I think what we're seeing here is like what you said, like this is the rise of the crypto bank and Coinbase is definitely like, you know, the biggest crypto bank on the planet or one of the biggest crypto banks. And, uh, you know, for them to release all that information, you know, they're just gearing up and now they're going to hit the public markets. And, you know, we're seeing the, 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 the move. We'll see the movement of, you know, they're projecting at, I think, a $77 billion kind of valuation to be going live. Like, wow. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. That, I, that's like, great. That's Harvard great. Made, he made $60 million last year. Like, you know, wow. Good work, dude. Good work. They posted $322 million net income. Like, okay, they're making money. Like, this is working. Like you know, and now and now and oh, they how did they get their bank accounts? They bribed the bank with notes. But that was the other thing. Like wow, good job. Like you know, master strategists, and they pulled it off. And and they they dealt with a lot of hatred from the community over the years. But you know, at the end of the day, they just stayed focused on what they did. I remember there was like I think they were dealing with some cancel culture, and they told people if you don't can't handle. Like you know, our non-cancelling culture—I feel—was what they were saying that you're free to leave, um, and uh, you know, they they been—they were good in that sense. So, you know, kudos, kudos to them. Then, well, well, they'll be the—they're the first; they won't be the last. I'll tell you that much.
0: Pound that like button for not being the last. Indeed, there are other there are other ones gearing up, and we're talking about valuations of all sorts of uh. Uh, companies out there. I think uh, Kraken was talking. I don't know if they're going to go public, but they were talking about how much they're worth. There was an article about that. All right, uh, John, your take on what Coinbase, all the Coinbase information that's been coming out. And uh, is, is Brian Armstrong a billionaire already?
1: Uh, I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> he, he, I, would su- I suspect he's going to be if with a $100 billion IPO. And, um, you know, it's, it it's, Substantial news just for the fact that the market appears to be receptive to a hundred billion dollar valuation for a company in this industry. Uh, It's not surprising to me, but like when 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 you compare like Goldman Sachs as being roughly the same and they being kind of the financial gods of the world for the last hundred years or, you know, some variation thereof. I I mean, it's it's pretty. Compelling that um, Coinbase can come along, and I disagree with a lot of their practices, and et cetera, et cetera. But as you said before, they're operating in a market. They're they've grown to the size they have because customers value the service they provide, and now the market is validating the work they've done and valuing them, you know, at you know a very high valuation. I think that speaks to the development and the you know the the acceptance of this industry. Now, um, you could make the case that. Markets are super frothy right now, and there's a lot of money sloshing around, and that's part of the reason why the valuation is so high. And there's probably some truth to that, but you know, I think um, more people being interested in this industry, more eyes on it, higher valuations for more companies in the space are going to inspire and incentivize other people to other entrepreneurs to get involved in this space and build stuff. And I tend to think that. Over time, most roads will lead to Bitcoin, but, you know, everyone has a a different door into this space. And, um, you know, so I I generally think it's it's a good thing. And he probably is going to be a
2: billionaire. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) all right. Uh, I think uh, Dragon Lord is going to have a different take on this. Take it away.
2: So, yeah, I mean, Bitcoin is basically a mechanism for people, you know, to save money. In today's world, even in America, people barely have money, you know, to afford any kind of emergencies that would arise for them, even for emergency healthcare services. And people, you know, create much more debt this way. And they have less avenues, you know, to progress in life because of this, <clears throat> because their financial security doesn't isn't there. So encouraging people to, you know, go on to Coinbase, you know, and and you know, play the shitcoin casino. It's just a no-go for me. People, you know what should, you know what people should just do? They should go sell their shit coins on Coinbase, exchange it into Bitcoin, then withdraw that Bitcoin, and then close your account and just delete Coinbase completely. I mean, it, Kraken is gonna be the first Bitcoin bank, so that, that's for sure, and they're gonna be the first crypto bank also. It's probably Coinbase is not in a sense any kind of bank because you know even if Brian Armstrong created the first crypto exchange, okay, but I mean that that you know that lasted this long, but I mean. It's still something that they kind of promotes, you know, casinoing. People go buy shitcoins because they think that that they can achieve the same goal. I mean, the the same wealth that other Bitcoiners achieved who got in early in 2010, 2009. and and the whole thing just plays out in the list. They try to get rich quick, and in the end, they burn themselves. And if they look at the, you know, if somebody sells their Bitcoin to buy some sort of shitcoin, that's like. First of all, like Ripple, they're gonna see their Bitcoin amount just keep going down to zero, and, and and they're just gonna lose their money. So, so telling people just go on Coinbase and buy stuff, you just why are are diversifying? You're just wasting your money. You're just wasting your savings. You're not doing anything productive for for yourself and for your family. So yeah, I mean, that's it.
0: There's a there's a market for it though. That's the thing. I mean, you cannot deny
2: there. There is a market for for casinoing, yeah. That, that's like you know, that, that's why people go to addiction, you know, for rehab, you know, just because of addiction to gambling and shit. I mean, they they need to learn how to save money else they're never gonna get out of this thing.
0: Now again, they're not they're acting as as a Bitcoin bank. I, I do do a Bitcoin bank. They're not gonna get some banking license, but I mean, basically for for newbies, they buy a bunch of altcoins, they buy some Bitcoin they keep it there like a bank and you get your Ethereum, you get staking rewards there. You no, know, well, I think a Gemini do. I, I, I might be getting Gemini, but Coinbase probably will do the same thing. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're even talking about, you know, quote unquote, you can get interest if, if, with, with your Ethereum at, at places like this. There, there is a demand. Um, the, the newbies, the, the diversifiers, they're going to do what they're going to do. And, um, it, it, it should be interesting. I, uh, I mean, I, I tell people like, yeah, don't, don't, you know, Bitcoin is next Bitcoin, but you can, you can only repeat it so many times. Some people will never, ever get it. All right. Uh, but
2: there's another problem with Coinbase, you know, it, since Coinbase is located in the US and is bombed by US regulations, that means that if the US government decided it would, it would confiscate your Bitcoins as part of a 6.02 executive order, then they could do it to even to a foreigner national, because yes. that's completely American interest over there. But in comparison to other European exchanges operating, that wouldn't be happening. So you should probably, you know, if you're going to be holding Bitcoin in exchange, try to hold it in a country that doesn't have the history of confiscation of private property.
0: Well, you're looking at, I see the the perspective you're looking at it from. You're comparing European. uh, Yeah, Coinbase will uh, confiscate people's Bitcoin. Uh, Once, I mean, it will happen uh, very soon. Uh, once they become public uh, they will uh, really be under the uh, watchful eye of of Congress and, and and the SEC and whatnot and someone bad will do something on uh, someone quote unquote the bad and yeah they're, they're, this this will happen but uh, it's <laughs> the, the, and and I think the people that are evaluating uh, coinbase they they agree with that uh, you know the, the the traditional finance people want uh, uh, a uh, Financial entity that is going to be completely compliant with everything that the government uh, tells it to do. So, I mean that that probably adds value to it. Unfortunately, for, for for the traditional people. But again, this is an opt-in thing. No one has to use Coinbase. No one has to uh, buy Coinbase stock. Uh, but it it is we're really we're getting closer to it happening. That's why we we brought it up today and everything. So I, I want to get to another. Uh, controversial coinbase is a very controversial name in the space there's no doubt about it but a name that's even more controversial is tether and we're we're talking about government interference and government regulation the the lovely new york attorney general's office uh, came to a resolution uh with tether and and find them some money and they both claim victory and now everyone can go their separate ways I still think there's going to be Tether fight in the future. Um, I'm, I'm happy that it's over. But again, Tether is not Bitcoin. Tether is centralized. They can be sued. We saw the difference there. So, John, did you have any thoughts? This was the beginning of the week when this happened. It seems like eons ago about the uh, New York Attorney General's settlement with
1: Tether. Well, I found it interesting that you know they settled and Tether admitted no wrongdoing. And then the statement by the New York Attorney General was like, Pretty incriminating. They were like, you know, they covered up eight hundred and fifty million of of whatever and they didn't actually have the funds. So it's it's the 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 communication seemed a bit contradictory from from the two parties. But I I don't know if I'm unique in this way, but I've just never been able to care about the tether stuff in any way. Like I've never cared about the FUD. I've never used it because I like, I don't trust it, even though, like, I'm, I'm happy to accept what the court said. And like, maybe they've more or less run things as they were supposed to, or there's been no loss of funds and stuff. But that's not what I, you know, I'm, I'm not here to extend a trust to, to players like that in the space. I mean, like, I buy Bitcoin, and that's all I, I care to do. And I'm not trading in and out of it. And I'm not using Tether for, for anything else. And so I know there's obviously a use case for it. It's a, you know, 20, 30 billion dollar uh, digital asset but um, i think like i think you're right the fud will still come because there's always going to be that trust issue even though now they're committing to i think quarterly reporting reserves and flows or something like that um, you know i got i got messages from friends and stuff saying like is is the tether stuff the reason why the price is tanking and all that kind of stuff so it's probably still going to be part of the the narrative but i it's just really hard for me to care i don't really pay attention to it
0: yeah, I, I really agree with a lot of what you said there. Uh, I have to cover it because people ask me questions like that. I mean, people are like, oh, look at this article that said this is why the price is going to crash because Tether is fake. I'm like, oh, God, we've seen this thing 50,000 times. So I was kind of hoping that it, it'll it'll shut some people off. I, I will say this. It was very interesting that the New York Attorney General claimed victory and so did Tether. I guess no one can just admit, you know, let, let's just go our, our separate ways and we can both be uh, just forget about all this. I, I I don't think the New York Attorney General won in in any way, but she has to save face. And uh, yeah, it's the the bureaucrats are going to bureaucrat. I guess. Uh, I, I hey, do you trust uh, BTC Dragonlord? You know, you're you're talking about not liking Coinbase very much and, and being a a, a a gambling. What what do you think about Tether? I mean, Tether is the oil of gambling. It's what fuels the the altcoin gambling.
2: Okay, so uh, the Bitfinex account was basically started by a Ripple supporter back in the day, and it was operating as a psyop to to increase people doubting Bitcoin. So it was really big echo. It was a very big echo chamber back in the day. Between these shitcoin communities and they really caught on to like it was it was their little Qon community basically that they used to you know to spread fud about bitcoin that this is going to be dumping that's going to get compromised it's going to crash in price it never crashed in price the whole point is that if tether crashes everybody's going to be trying to exit tether into bitcoin and then bitcoin prices is just going to keep going up it, it, there's no logical option for Bitcoin to crash with Tether if Tether would ever get compromised or it would, in any sense, lose value or run out of printing money. It, it, you know what I'm saying. It just, it's impossible. It's a fud. It's bullshit. But, you know, people need to, you know, somehow move dollar even on chain. So they have they shit coins and they have dollars on it. So it's dollar. So it, it, people decide what they're going to use. So, yeah.
0: Oh, I, I want to say one thing. You bring up Bitfinexed. That was a Twitter handle that did really start to tether FUD. That was, now, I don't know if yeah. the, the guy was really a Rippler or not. I have no idea. But I just want to bring it up because he has disappeared. He, he, he's gone. I mean the, – the, He got uh, wrecked. What what, what, ha, what he spawned though, what he, what he brought about has been – that mantle has been picked up by so many people, including the New York Attorney General. Uh, so – uh, I do want to remind the newbies out there. There, there are a lot of people that ha- have not heard about this Bitfinex guy, and just, just to show you, we've been here a long time. Where, when you, when you know about this dude, and dudes like this come and go. And I, I stress the word go. Someone who might seem like a really big player one day in the space, a really big scary person, whether it be Mike. Hearn with his raid that you think is going to bring about the end of cryptocurrency—they're just a, a flash in a pan when you look back on the bigger picture of, of this. Okay, because he's, massive he's
2: scammers, basically. Yeah, uh,
0: you call them what you want; they—they're flashes in, in the pan. All right, so Kyle, I'm going to go to you. What do you think about the New York Attorney General and the Tether situation? Is the fud over with?
3: Um, I don't know. They settled. They, you know, another another settlement that probably covered about the cost of the investigation. I think both people looking like, you know, both both parties declaring uh, wins is a testament to the year we're in, where apparently nobody can lose anymore. Um, so, you know, that's completely ridiculous. Uh, I'm like... Really, like if we if we step back and think about Tether for a second, though, like there is room for FUD, like there is room for FUD. It is a central bank in crypto. Uh, But BTC Dragon was just saying was like, if something happens to it, Bitcoin will only succeed. So therefore, what's the inverse of that? If it really succeeds, Bitcoin doesn't succeed because as they as they choose um, you know, I, I, it feels like uh, it's the central bank where they, if they choose to issue more and more, then all of a sudden you're gaining like whale power. And, you know, I was reading that Wolong article the other day about uh, the art of deception and, and, you know, how he manipulated the dogecoin markets and back in the day how whales operate. Uh, and to think about whale operations and like coordinated strategies at the Bitcoin level now requires insane bags to be able to do that. And you know the tether bag is a, is a bag that's capable of of whale level movement. Um, so you know I think it's just to just to be aware of of that you know element that's in play when there is a party that is able to generate uh, money out of thin air. One of my friends the other day I was talking to you know the NFT rage is on, and they're like. You know the best way to make money in the space is to create your own money, and I think that's something that Heather's really taking part. Uh, All right,
0: you you bring up Dogecoin, uh, it, and uh, well, I think Dogecoin and GameStop are the same uh, mentality here. Uh, the, the, it's the Robin Hood mentality. And by the way, GameStop got up to is up to ninety one dollars again, which is just absolutely ridiculous. No fundamentals behind it whatsoever. But uh, what is your take on uh? Dogecoin and its its valuation, Kyle. uh, I'm interested to hear because I mean you're not an you're not a you believe in altcoins should exist.
3: I love Dogecoin. (laughs) I think I think if Bitcoin is the gold, and let's say maybe Litecoin would be the silver, and just like a basic analogy, uh, then Dogecoin is like the copper of the world, but cuter. Uh, It's I I just why I like Bitcoin or Dogecoin is because it's based on a meme it's based on a joke but it's actually fairly serious the community is very kind of you know it just doesn't it lacks uh the serialness of the the btc versus bch versus bsv versus eth versus like there's just so much so many rival factions and like we can all kind of come together around The meme around the dog, around how cute it is. Like, I can give a sticker of a a Bitcoin sticker to a child. What kind of reaction does that evoke? did you tell me? Nothing. Oh, you gave me the letter B. Big whoop. You give a child a sticker of the doge. You know what happens? Everybody smiles. Children smile. They're happy. They're grateful. Power of the Doge. Well, you know what is Doge spelled backwards?
0: I, not, I, I, uh, that's interesting. I, I just, I'm not gonna say it's blasphemy, is what it is. Blasphemy. <laughs> it's blasphemy. I'm not saying it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I guess. But you're you're saying the meme coin is sustainable because to me, I think we're in a, it's it's a dangerous pump and dump situation. I think it's I, I I get what you're coming from here. Cryptocurrency. This is the first time we've had tribes built around money. That's you know we have tribes around sports teams, tribes around religion, tribes around a uh, country, but we've never had tribes around uh, money. And you, you describe the Bitcoin tribe, the Dogecoin tribe is a bunch of young people who are new who are trying to. Manipulate the market in a innocent way. I guess that's the way I can say. So I mean, is this? Are there going to be a lot of yeah, disappointment? Agree.
3: I don't think they're they necessarily young people who are new. Like I know some, you know, some, some like I like I've been to I don't know to conferences in the space all over and like bitcoin conferences to to other crypto conferences i was at the dogecoin conference it was the most fun of them all by a long shot and the level of this discussion amongst the parties and the diversity there was truly incredible but it also wasn't people were like dogecoin or die like no 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 it's Like, this is like, let's just, let's just relax. Let's understand. Like, it's okay. I wouldn't put, and the other thing, what I like about Dogecoin is Wall Street is not going to touch it. Like, they are not like, when, when you, when the Goldman Sachs boardroom is like, hmm, should we put 5% of our reserves into doggy coin? Uh, no. But will they say, should we make a big play on the supply of Bitcoin? Hmm, yeah, we can do that. Can we co opt that network? Uh, yeah, we can start co opting that network. And I would say that Bitcoin has already seen massive, big, big money come in and big interest into play in it. And that's something that you know, the Doge, the Buddha reincarnate, uh, uh might you know help
0: you, be a solution to. You, you, I get, you, you bring up that. The, clearly, yes. The corporate entities will not be interested in Doge, which leads me to believe that eventually the the money will stop coming in to be able to keep the price where it's at. I, I think you need uh, to, to be to be sustainable. You need everyone to have an interest in in the coin to be able to a uh, desire to be in on it. And, and, I don't, and, I and that's don't,
3: where, like I don't, you know, the figures like an Elon Musk explaining. Explaining that for Dogecoin to become a real global is the ultimate irony, is the biggest joke. And, like, we are literally living in a book of a world. Like, up is down, down is up. Children are wearing masks outside. What is going on? Like, the world is completely crazy. So why do we think you know the sanity will will reign in the financial
0: markets? It obviously is not. Hmm, that's that is actually a good way to wrap up the uh, the situation with Doge and GameStop. What you describe was going on in the real world. Yeah, it's it's definitely trickled into the financial world. uh John, do you have do you have any thoughts on this Doge or or stop and, and the financial insanity and it, it, how long it can continue? Is it sustainable at all? Well,
1: I mean, first I, I love the attitude of the GameStop people. And I think, you know, a lot of their memes, I think there's gonna be a lot of overflow from them to Bitcoin, right? Because like the GameStop stuff is like, oh, we're gonna blow up a few hedge funds, but the Bitcoin stuff is like, we're gonna blow up central banking and and fiat currency. And that's a way bigger game to be playing. And I love to see, you know, there's been some great video memes out there where like the two communities come together to fight this epic battle. And I think a lot of those people in the Wall Street bets uh, community uh, are going to be more and more uh, interested in, in Bitcoin and what it represents. So I think there'll be, you know, that fight, I don't think you can really win. I mean, you know, GameStop, someone's going to be left holding the bag and it's probably going to be, you know, the the retail. Um, but I think they'll shift their their ire uh, to, you know, bigger, bigger fish, bigger targets. And, and that's when you come to Bitcoin. And, you know, about the Doge stuff. um People are mad at Elon for all this stuff and like, oh, they're misdirecting people away from Bitcoin. Like, look, he doesn't owe us or the world anything. I mean, he's off doing what he wants, spaceships, Teslas, whatever. Like if he wants to have some fun, I'm not going to hold him up as somebody that needs to be more responsible than any of us just because people follow him. I've always hated that sort of attitude towards people with an influence. So if he wants to make Dogecoin memes, that's fine. He put Bitcoin on the balance sheet. I think that speaks volumes of how he sees the two as a legitimate financial asset now and into the future. And like, I agree with the assessment that the world is completely off its rocker right now. And so there's, we, you know, we shouldn't act nor expect things to be rational all the time, if ever, you know, but uh, hopefully there are some vestiges of, of rationality left. And, um, you know, I think Doge is ridiculous. I wouldn't put my money in it. Uh, I. You know, value is always subjective and and people are going to value a wide range of things. And, you know, people value Pokemon cards and people value certain styles of dressing. And, you know, so like I don't think it's ever all going to funnel in to Bitcoin. But if we're talking about what is the, you know, the best form, what is the best upgraded form of money in the world today? The most censorship resistant, you know, immutable global store of value and future currency the only one that i'm comfortable placing a bet on with my capital is bitcoin and whatever else people want to do to have fun be part of a community you know gamble a little bit or you know whatever i i don't care so i'm not mad at it i just it's not for
0: me all right let's uh btc dragon i think i know what you're gonna say about dogecoin but take it away
2: you know, I used to play video games back in the day because there wasn't really a thing out in the world that would have been interesting for me. And then on a nice day, I managed to find out about Bitcoin and all those games like EVE Online, where there was virtual battles and there were big epic things on it, totally ended it light on the spot. It's been a very long time since I played games ever since I discovered the system is screwing me over. And ever since I realized what is going on, I started working against the system to bring it down, to destroy it. And, and this is that serious. Because when you figure out of the system that you can change the system and you can be a nobody and you can achieve that, everything changes. Dogecoin might be cute and, and funny, but when you can, you know... Create a better future with bitcoin why would you play around with with money that doesn't exist
0: hmm. very interesting uh, comparison there uh, the the video game lifestyle to the dota and waking up one day to uh more serious things we, we shall see we shall see uh because again the the world isn't uh <laughs> there's some people that don't, aren't taking anything too seriously or rationally anymore but hey uh good good uh good story there i like that Uh, i wanna i wanna tie everything up here because we've we've reached the end of the show uh and it's gonna cut us off but don't worry i will uh i will save us when it when it cuts us off so we'll, we'll, since we got btc dragon lord right here right now uh he's linked to below tell us what's going on with you man uh anything you want to promote any stories you want to bring up that were uh, left off
2: yeah uh, my book's going to be soon coming out, uh, Bitcoin and Trust-ish, Trust Problem. Uh, Bitcoin is currently working on the cover of it and and, and editing it into it. So it's going to be pretty cool. And a new article going to come out on Citadel 21 and Bitcoin Magazine uh, next month, which is going to be really cool.
0: All right. Now, what, what's the name of the book again? And who's, who's working on the, t- the cover uh,
2: uh, It's uh, Bitcoin and the Trust Problem. And Bitcoin you know, is working on it right now.
0: Okay, okay. They're very good. I'm glad you're in motion there. Right. Books. Dude. I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, all right. Uh, Kyle, what's, uh, what's, what's going on with you?
3: Just living, uh, living my life here in Canada, trying to take it one day at a time, raising a whole family. Um, you know, continuing to, uh, explore and work on strategies to bring our Swiss key cards to market and the tangent technology of the, uh, tangible, easy-to-use crypto smart cards. Um, check them out, swisskey.io, more info. And, uh, yeah, trying to just have a good time and not think, not take things too serially because, you know, otherwise it can be a bit of a challenge. You know, a little bit on what, what Dragon was saying there. Um, You know, Buckminster Fuller said, you know, don't try and fix the existing system, build new ones that make the existing one obsolete. And I feel that's what crypto is enabling. Um, And I believe that it's a, this is a, you know, it's tantamount to gunpowder. So the invention of gunpowder that could be, you know, uninvented Uh, those using bows and arrows just are no longer effective. They can continue to fight with them if they so choose. But unless you adopt the gunpowder, you're not you're going to be at a significant disadvantage. Um, Just ask Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai um, how that went for him.
0: Uh. (laughs) Nice, nice movie allusion there. Pound that (laughs) like button for Tom Cruise. All right.
3: Anyway, I'm just really grateful to all of you guys for your dedication and your inspiration, and to all the viewers who continue to tune in to Adam. He is amazing. Um, let us know how we can support you, Adam. Um, that's Just the, pound
0: that like button.
3: That's how we have
0: for Boom, 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 re- re- Retweet it. Retweet it and just have a strong hand, dudes. All right. We, we will leave it off with, uh, with John here.
1: Well, brother, it's always a pleasure to chat. Um, I'm doing my thing on the podcast still, Bitcoin Rapid Fire. And yesterday, myself and Robert Breed love Richard James and <clears throat> Gigi. Uh, took on the very ambitious task of trying to explore Jordan Peterson's book, Maps of Meaning, which is a his obscure book written in the late 90s, not one of the well-known bestsellers. And, uh, you know, because it deals with really fundamental topics and we thought it would be fun to dig into, but boy, was it uh, challenging. So that was the most recent pod, if anyone's interested in that subject matter. And, uh, yeah, man, I just appreciate what you all do and uh, look forward to doing this again
0: sometime. All right. Best guest in the space. Pound that like button. GK just sent $9.99. He said, best Bitcoin show of the week. Shabbat Shalom. Indeed. Shabbat Shalom. Purim Sameach. It is Purim. Happy Purim to everyone. You are supposed to become intoxicated on Purim. I don't do that, but there are plenty of them getting intoxicated on the streets of New York today. Well, Are they still getting drunk? I mean, like New York's like shut down. My people in New York, you Hassids out there, do not follow the rules of the state. Get drunk out on the state, on the streets of Williamsburg and in Brooklyn today. Go wild. Have fun. Pound that like button. Ah, (laughs) that Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Seriously, Shabasha, love everybody. We'll be back soon. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for the support. See you soon. Bye, everybody. See you, guys.